everybody. I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. <laughs> and I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your, your Twilight phase. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back. What's new? Uh, I have uh, so much going on this week. Like tonight. Uh, oh. <laughs> I have tonight. so much I have to do. Oh okay. So we're recording the podcast right now, listeners. It is also my week to edit because Melissa swapped with me so I wouldn't have to edit last week. Thank you for that, Melissa. Um, And we're leaving after work tomorrow for my grandma's birthday and I have to wash my hair, which is very, like, time and labor intensive. Um, Oh, and I found out that Beat Saber, that, like, VR headset game where your hands become lightsabers. Yeah, I found out. I, it's so fun. I found out that they released a Lizzo pack, and obviously oh. I want to play that because I love Lizzo, and I want to do it tonight because we're going out of town, so I'm not going to get to do it for so long. Oh my god. So I think the plan is we do this. While it downloads, I play Lizzo, <laughs> then I wash my hair, then I record. I'm going to have to miss Survivor this week. <gasps> oh god. I know. Are you I love packing? You guys. What about packing? <laughs> um, I picked out clothes earlier oh, and put them on my she, bed. You're in a lump. She just showed She's them got a lump of clothes. Yep. Yeah, so I will throw them into a suitcase. Into a all right. Already yeah. figured out. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, did I tell you guys what my mom said I should get my grandma for her birthday? Uh, a flagpole. Flag yeah, it was a flagpole. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Okay, but then you have to talk about my really funny joke that I made about your grandma wanting a flagpole, which is that it would be more meaningful if you just installed the flagpole yourself. Right, because Maya was like, how would I do that? And she was like, well, you'd have to hire someone to install a flagpole. She was like, you'd have to hire Kenny. And I was like, who is Kenny? (laughs) And then Melissa was like, but it won't mean as much if you don't do it yourself. Yeah. (laughs) If I don't source and install a flagpole In secret, at the perfect time, so she'll wake up, open the curtains, and see her new flagpole glistening the in the flag. morning sunshine just the, the pole no yeah flag no yet. flag she, yeah because she she's got to raise own. that flag herself she can choose her own flag uh so that's what's up with me <laughs> um really well i would offer to help out it's with a good joke editing the podcast except i took on some freelance work which uh don't tell anybody melissa hires me to do it's very strange <laughs> Um, and I made a tactical error of accepting a freelance project that Melissa told me in the original email would take me approximately 19 to 22 hours uh-huh. with two weeks to do it. And I was like, two weeks, that's so yeah, much time. I can that absolutely is more time do that. Than, than is actually expected to give. So, and now I'm like, that's a half of a week of work. That's why people do this for, like, their whole profession. And I was like, oh, that's why Melissa got to me on the list to offer me this project. Because she had, she went through all the people yeah. who very reasonably were like, no, thank yeah. you, Melissa. I no, do not no. want this project. And she got all the way that. down to me. And then I was like, yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> but it's going to feel so good when that check comes through. Oh, oh it's going to be great. 
Yeah. But um, that's okay. I wasn't complaining to be like, ooh, I hope someone will help me with the editing. Like, <laughs> I'm going to get it done. It's going to... I mean, we all help each other out. It's, yeah, it's we will cool. be successful. Uh, I got this. It's just going to be a pain. Well, I mean, that's how I feel about doing this freelance. I'm like, I will... I'll do it that's how i feel about editing the podcast ever (laughs) (laughs) we love bringing you this podcast every week straight to your ears straight from our joy to your ears we love reading the book we love sitting here and chatting about it and we enjoy every moment of editing this podcast can't you just feel the joy radiate out of this project Oh, I just got a tear out. I know, <laughs> I'm I'm cry. Crying. Oh. <laughs> um, I will say, okay, I I have gained something. Um, I do not necessarily like loathe the sound of my own voice anymore. Now that's I huge. just don't like yeah. it. That's huge. That's I, that's ginormous. true. I've gotten a lot more used to the sound of my own voice. Yeah, I used to. You cringe. know, before it, I would, I would like gag every time I had to edit the podcast. <laughs> Now it's just like, oh, God, there I am again. <laughs> the idea of you, like, fighting to keep dinner down while for, for, like, three hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was, like, and I was all, I also am a goddamn stupid perfectionist when it comes to editing this podcast. It literally takes me, I've, I, I Oh, let I've that go. I haven't. I literally haven't. That I feel like go. we've at least, we've gotten better at recording Right. So I yes. think, that, like, at first I used to, like, trim conversations. Right. And it would take forever. Like, there's a lot less actual content editing, I feel like. Oh, yeah. And that's the hardest thing to do. I feel like the hardest thing is, like, when somebody gets really loud, adjusting them to try to kind of normalize the audio. And you know what? I do a lot less of that, too. Like, <laughs> I edit out a lot of our likes. Oh, I gave up on that. I only do it when it's egregious. Well, it sounds like Melissa's claiming that if the podcast ever sounds good, it's because she edited it. And maybe that's true. Yeah. And if it sounds bad, it's because I'm phoning it in every third week. (laughs) (laughs) I am so curious, like, how, what differences we have, because I have never once listened to an episode that you guys have edited never i've, I've never i know that. that we do it differently because like there are times where you guys are like talking about like how you i don't know drop in the songs and like one i did realize i was using the wrong song <laughs> well that forever. was a whole thing do you line it up the same way we do probably not i have a very particular way i line up the theme song every single time i, I mean, do it the same, exact same way i tried time. i tried to do it so like that the the notes that sound like we're here to take you back to twilight phase i try to you line do it up from the end i do yeah, it from I do it at the end this is such a boring conversation <laughs> <laughs> i'm absolutely gonna edit some of this out <laughs> like where the where the melody starts over again that's where maya comes in i, oh, yeah, I think put it in it and then i have us start talking when it sounds good so like now you know. Now you know who edited each episode just based on the theme. Just based on that. Okay. Oh, anyways, God. Melissa, you got any updates? Any life updates? Oh, um, I've been making a lot of hectic plans for my birthday because yeah. I'm anticipating feeling sad about my birthday Aww. this year. Because you're gonna be 31. But, 
I'm going to be 31. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels, you know, 31's just like a whatever year. Yeah. And so. 30 was oh. so fun and exciting. Yeah. I mean. You know, yeah. having COVID. Not <laughs> and then the pandemic embarrassed. happened. But you were really looking forward to it. Right. And so, I don't know. So, I've, I've just like very recently i like I, I scheduled plans with you guys mm-hmm. i just scheduled plans with my friend carrie today and i'm scheduling plans with my roommates like i am technically doing a lot more for my birthday this year just like preemptively well it is a bummer that it's so close to thanksgiving because i, I know. like i'm never in town for no one is ever birthday. in town i will probably be spending my actual birthday alone but you could come hang out with my cats yeah, I could. In fact, I probably Olivia's am like you could do chores anyway. for me. <laughs> I mean, I do want you to come here. Yeah, for like five I actually to seven do have minutes to... that day. I do have to come Please. feed them at some point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what it's I'm gonna, doing. It's gonna be a good birthday. I think it's gonna be. Good. I'm making it that way. Yes. Good. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way birthdays are good is if you make them good. It's true. Yeah, you cannot rely yeah. on other people. You don't to really do just spontaneously become good. So, <laughs> yeah, we're really past that point. Like that was how birthdays were like in college. I was like, if you're really my friend, you will plan a whole party for me. And like, who has time? I don't have time to plan my own party. No. Nah. Let alone other people's parties. No. Nah. Well, happy almost birthday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We still have like two weeks or something. It's also my sister's wedding is a week after my birthday, which is kind of rude. rude. Absolutely You're rude. hearing me now, Laura. She won't you should ever excommunicate podcast, her, but <laughs> she made her wedding the week after my birthday, which seems rude. It seems targeted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's another reason. Is like also I'm, maybe I we should edit this out. No, she doesn't listen to this. I'm not really looking forward to her wedding, so uh, maybe that's also why I'm feeling, like, weird about my birthday. (laughs) Anyway, love you. I'm going to leave that in. Okay. (laughs) Olivia, any updates? Uh, My update was the freelance work that I'm doing for Alyssa. That's literally all I've been talking about for the last six days. Do we have any good emails? Probably. We don't have to. But, you know, I got so much to do after this. Maybe we just get to it. Keep it snappy. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's read it. I opened the inbox earlier and then (laughs) didn't read anything. I was like, let me look at the emails. But we were talking and I got off track. Okay. You're going to cut back in here. Okay. Then let's just read it. (laughs) Is it me? Is it me? Did I just say that? But actually it's me. I have no that idea. That sounds honestly. plausible. Sounds plausible. Uh, sure, I kind of thought that. it was Melissa, but I mean, sure. Me? I'm just gonna do it. All right. Okay. Start <laughs> a book three. <laughs> Bella, baby. Uh, we get a new table of contents. Weird. We get a new epigraph from Orson Scott Card. We get a Ugh. new preface, also strange. Um, that is strange. It's a flash forward to the Volturi. She's desperate to protect forward? something precious. Ooh, how mysterious. I wonder what it is. Probably her baby that she just had. I thought this was like a dream she was having. 
Every single preface has always been a flash forward, so I really assume that this is a flash forward. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, it's a flash forward also because she has, like, bloodlust. She's clearly a vampire. Um, we can talk about that. Then, chapter 19, burning. The pain was bewildering. She... She starts in the pain, so that's, like, we start from where we were, sort of, but we're sort of going backwards to, like, Bella's in pain. But then she gives us the whole rundown, like, from when she dropped her cup. Like, from before the birth happened, she takes us all the way through uh, from having the baby to the vampirification beginning. Mostly this chapter is a description of pain. Um, I found it very interesting to hear the birth from her perspective. There's not a ton of new information, really, because we already watched this. So it's, like, very impression-based, like, the blackness, the heat. She's fighting to stay alive. She's, it's, like, very enticing to just go into the blackness, but she has to stay alive for Edward and for Jacob and oh, but can she endure it? And then of course she's like, oh, but I must stay alive for uh, my dear baby Renesme. So yes, I can do it. And it's like, oh, I feel so much warmth for my baby child. I love her so much. And then it gets hotter and hotter and hotter. And then the heat is actually her heart and the venom spreading through her body. And then it's like even worse pain than it was before when she was giving birth to a vampire baby. Um, Wild. She <laughs> has a bunch of morphine because they think it'll help. And she's like, I knew all along that it wasn't going to help, but I just like didn't mention that to them. <laughs> and now I'm Classic. trapped by the morphine, so I can't move or scream. But maybe that's better because Edward would be so tortured by my torture that it's better that I can't scream this whole time. I'd completely forgotten that she stays Welcome back silent to Bella's perspective. And still <laughs> this entire time that she feels on fire a from every martyrdom. nerve ending. It really was a, you're correct. It was a real welcome back to Bella. <laughs> um so then like it's it starts to get a little bit better. She can actually like hear things and listen to people. And she's like, oh, poor Edward is so upset about this. And why don't I have my baby? Carlisle's back. Uh, we get a little bit of, like, how Alice hasn't been able, like, why Alice hasn't been able to just say she's going to be fine. Um, but now that she's not wrapped up with Renesmee, she can see that Bella will, in fact, be fine. Um, and then she can, like, hear like perfectly. She starts to feel thirsty, <laughs> the burning fire of the thirst. And they're keeping Renesmee away. And then something mysterious, they start talking about something mysterious. I, something weird is happening that Bella doesn't understand. Um, and then the fire, like, constricts. It starts to pull out of her limbs and, like, concentrate into her heart until her heart beats its final beat. And she opens her eyes. Dun, dun, dun. Dun! She's so it's a, a very, like, it's not plot heavy, but, like, it was, like, less plot and more interesting than a lot of other chapters in this book. Oh, yeah. To be honest with a you. A thousand percent. It was really interesting to me that it 
kind of felt like nothing happened, even though so much happened. Like, Bella became a vampire in this chapter. Yeah. But it kind of felt like nothing happened, because it's just descriptions I mean, yeah. of pain. Well, it's just, like, her being just For, like, a well, long time. It's stuff that we already knew happened, and then her being in pain. And yeah, honestly, like I thought it was pretty interesting for a chapter that's I just about so Bella being in pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean, was okay I with it. Definitely oh, by the way, I'm going to give you an this. eight. Good job. That's why I gave you two. Cheers. Um, I, you know, liked reading this obviously way more than I liked reading <laughs> the birth through Jacob's perspective. Yeah. So. I mean, that's not obvious. What do you that mean it would it's be not better. obvious? I don't know. Like, I think it's I, obvious to our listeners. I think it's I obvious to us that we I mean, that it, we would it like could it be uninteresting to listen to a birth from a narrator who can't really describe what's happening to her. But I would still like uninteresting more than what Jacob's perspective was. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Because it it was actively awful. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I do think that there's, like, I mean, Stephanie herself really shines in description, and so there are some, like, good moments. And, like, it was a lot because it's a whole chapter just explaining essentially the pain that she's going through. But it did, I do think she successfully navigated like the waves, you know, yep. or like the stages of it. Yeah, she found different ways to to describe the pain and each one kind of felt like an era. Like this is what this pain is like. Right. This is what this pain is like. like right. And you can tell what's honestly, happening. Without her overly right. and describing. Felt... And, like, I do kind of like that, you know, like, when... Because she, she does, she starts right off at the beginning. Like, she's dropped the cup, and, you know, the placenta has detached. And so, you know, there's no venom yet involved. So, like, she... Right. And she's, like, there's no morphine yet involved. And so she's just, like, a very conscious uh, person who's having her body just, like, broken from the inside out. Um, and I mean, and I did really like, there was this one description where like, you know, she was like busy talking. She was like thinking like, oh, it was so nice. You know, I really felt like I was getting everything I wanted. Mm. Um, Jacob was here, even though he hated being here. I had my baby. Everyone was letting me have my baby. And then she was like, and then reality had come on so fast. I'm like, yeah, the reality of having a vampire baby, you mean? She was, her, like, her ribs were already getting broken. I know! She was like, what ideal situation. <laughs> this is going fine. Right, right. Um, and, like, there was also, like, a lot of little reminders, too, of, like, the things that Bella has already experienced in, like, comparison. Yeah to this new experience like there was one point where she was like oh uh the darkness had taken over the darkness is like a big theme um in this chapter of her like trying to hold it back you know like stay alive but in this one section the darkness had taken over and then washed away to a wave of torture i couldn't breathe i had drowned once before and i was like what when (laughs) i was like when did you drown and i was like oh is this new moon (laughs) 
Wow. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) When I read that, I forgot about the fact that she actually physically drowned in New Moon. And I was like, oh, yeah, she emotionally drowned in the loss of the (laughs) I forgot about the cliff diving. And I mean, honestly, like, there there were definitely some parts where you know it was just like a lot of talking about the pain and i was like i'm not not really actually being able to like picture or feel i don't know like this description and then they're like were the was the occasional moment where i was like okay yeah this sounds like it's gonna be pretty bad like it's pretty bad (laughs) well it's also like so inhuman it's right. so beyond any right, pain like our that... own comprehension. Yeah, it's so it makes the birth already was beyond my comprehension, and then apparently turning into a vampire was like way worse than way. that. Yeah, it's supernatural. So, it's does, funny because I mean, when something is like unbearable and then it's multiplied, is it not just still unbearable? Right. You know, I will say there's some descriptions that I didn't like. It's not like she succeeds 100% of the time, I would say, oh, in no, this chapter. No. Like, right off the I bat, do. I, do, I don't think it's good. We start with, the pain was bewildering. <laughs> I was like, that is such That's it? a... What an understatement. I know. A wishy-washy word Bewil- to describe. Like, I'm bewildered by things that, like, slightly confuse me. Right. You know... <laughs> But then she she's like, no, I'm picking bewildered. Because then in the next sentence, she's like, exactly that. I was bewildered. <laughs> I couldn't understand. Couldn't make sense of what was happening. But I that's mean, like I guess it kind of makes sense if they're suddenly, like, I mean, suddenly, all of a sudden, suddenly, <laughs> <she> has, <laughs> this baby, like, is now thrashing around inside right. of her. Yes. And, like, you're like, oh. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I feel like the people who get to be bewildered by birth pain are the ones who, like, didn't know that they were pregnant. Hashtag I didn't know I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. When Even though like, yeah, she's ways. been in pain for, like, she's weeks. She's been in pain. Right. Right. <laughs> I also thought the description at the bottom of that page was not anything to write home about. I agree. Non-reality was black, and it didn't hurt so much. So, like, when she's, like, almost dead, she's like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, But when she's checked in, reality was red, and it felt like I was being sawed in half, hit by a bus, punched by a prize fighter, trampled by bulls, and submerged in acid, all at the same time. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's sort of like an unrealistic offhand tone. Right, exactly. It doesn't feel, like, real. None of those, yeah, I think that's exactly it. It doesn't feel real, because none of those things are experiences that we have had. any of us would have had. Like, I haven't been punched by a I don't even want to say it, but I was like... I think it's like the If she was like, oh, if it feels like my whole body's a hangnail that I'm trying to pull off, I'd be like, no! That was so visceral and horrifying to me. You should be Stephanie Meyer. (laughs) But, like, there are some good ones. We should. Yeah, there were some I really wanted, yeah, anyway. Like, I felt like this weird transition from, like, I felt like I was holding my daughter and it was, like, so wonderful. And then it transitions into the, like, 
heat of the venom was pretty effective. Oh, what? I thought it was really effective when she's like trying to talk about her body when we know that her body is like really all like literally all over the place like she's um talking she says here i tried to feel my heart to find it but i was so lost inside my own body Mm. i couldn't feel the things i should and nothing felt in the right place and we're like yeah we know you're like literally like flayed open on a table right now and your spine is broken yeah lost inside my body i thought was a really effective lost inside my body was a really good line because i'm like yeah girlfriend you must be like i i don't even i can't even imagine that either you just feel lost and spiritually like your soul is halfway out of you your hold on life is very tenuous (laughs) right like you know it's kind of one of those things where you know, like, I myself do yoga every once in a while to try to feel more connected to my body because it's, you know, a good way of, like, grounding you and, like, you know, keeping your place in the world in perspective. And so, like, being so untethered from your body because your body is just, like, whatever it is right now in Bella's reality. I mean, granted, I guess I don't want to be tethered to my body at this point. I'd be like, nah. Separate she's in, from my body, please. She's in a tough situation because once the venom starts to kind of take hold, um, she is in a, well, even before that, I guess, through the whole thing, she's in a position where it's like pain and existence is too horrible and I don't want to feel this, but at the same time, I'm doing everything I can to try to cling to life and stay alive. And so it's like, well... If you are successful, you're going to feel the pain, which at the same time you are shying away from because that's just like your natural reaction. Right. Um, And also that we do get like the first description of Renesme really here. Mm. Yeah, we have to talk about it. it. (laughs) It's so weird and contradictory (laughs) to me. I know. Do you want to read it? Um, which part are you wanting to Um, start at? Maybe Renesmee did not cry. Okay. Renesmee did not cry, but she breathed in quick, startled pants. Her eyes were open, her expression so shocked it was almost funny. The little, perfectly round head was covered in a thick layer of matted, bloody curls. Her irises were a familiar, but astonishing, chocolate brown. Under the blood, her skin looked pale, a creamy ivory all besides her cheeks, which flamed with color. Her tiny face was so absolutely perfect that it stunned me. She was even more beautiful than her father. Unbelievable, impossible. And the part I particularly wanted to read was, the impossible face suddenly smiled, a wide, deliberate smile. Behind the shell pink lips was a full complement of snowy milk teeth. Yeah, newborn, newborns don't smile at you no but like and i guess this is our teeth. first hint that she's like more she's a special baby you Resident. know what they you know what she doesn't just like does she look like a newborn does at she look all? like a baby maybe she just doesn't look like a newborn maybe, maybe it's she not just creepy looks like because a, she looks like a baby like a more like you know like, like six a month two year old week baby. old i mean i hope she's not a six month baby she's been ginormous <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, she's covered in blood and smiling, so I think it's going to be creepy regardless. Right, because, like, even if she does look like just a baby, like, she, okay, she never looks like a newborn, but she's covered in blood. But she's that, covered in blood. But the, she is a newborn. <laughs> the fact of her being covered in blood made this so confusing to me. Like, <laughs> what do you mean, under the blood, her skin looked pale, a creamy How? how? How do you know? <laughs> covered in blood. All and besides just, like, her cheeks, which flamed with color. Well, she's not like a hundred percent coated. I think she is. I think she would be. I though, just mean like you she? can tell what somebody's skin looks like, even though the baby is covered in blood. To the creamy ivory color? That. I don't know. <laughs> but like, also, also why is I she so really creamy like white if she's like well fed and full of blood? Because paleness is more vampire. beautiful. Right. Yeah, of course. Because like, <laughs> Stephanie Meyer is but racist. Like, <laughs> truly. Um, I just also really hate the, the description, a wide, deliberate smile. It just it's makes me think creepy. of, like, those villains who, like, do, like, the, sm- like, slow the smile. slow to, like, show you, like, uncurl. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like, like, the no. Grinch like, when he smiles yeah. in his mouth. <laughs> And it goes. I was thinking of The Shining. Yes! When he's like smiling through the door. Oh, oh man! Also, a great example. <laughs> That's what I think of when I think of a wide, deliberate smile. <laughs> I also I don't know no. what milk teeth are. Like, are those just baby teeth? That's just baby teeth. Oh yeah, I think they're just baby teeth. But aren't yeah. they supposed to be sharp? Like her, like hers in particular, because like she like cuts her. Well, yeah, she, she does. does bite into immediately bite her immediately but like that's not milk teeth milk teeth aren't pointy yeah i don't know maybe it's about the force behind them maybe, maybe she's just got strong jaws i mean like edward has normal teeth that's true no i guess I they I'm are curious. described as sharp they're described as sharp i think part of my curiosity is just like is renesme going to lose baby teeth or is she born yes with a mouthful i think she's going to lose baby teeth but she's going to be like four years old (laughs) oh god (laughs) (laughs) oh god Um, Uh, yeah so um the baby so renesme gets taken away and so this is where i believe the that blackness is mm-hmm. overwhelming for This is Bella. where Bella's new status as a mother gives her unbelievable strength that as a regular human woman, she could never possibly have. Yeah. Because the blackness right. is taking over, and she's like, it would be so much easier to give in to this. If it had only been for myself, I wouldn't have been able to struggle very long. I was only human with no more than human strength. I'd been trying to keep up with the supernatural for too long, like Jacob had said. But this wasn't just about me. She's like, I'm a mom. Well, it, that's what I thought was going to happen. And first she talks about Edward and Jacob for Edward a while. And, and then she's like, well, okay, well, I want to do this for Edward and Jacob and Charlie and Alice and Rosalie and Carlisle and Renee and Esme. Oh, yeah, Renesme. Renesme. And then... <laughs> It really feels like all of that is just preamble. Like, here are yeah. the lesser reasons that yes. I want to stay alive. And then the primary reason. And then she feels like she's holding Renesmee. 
which she's right. not. But it's actually the venom that Edward injected into her heart, which yeah. is warm. Oh, because Renesmee's skin is very hot the oh, same yeah. way that Jacob's is very hot. Right. Which is a... I don't... I truly... We're gonna have to get into, I don't know, the biology of Renesmee at some point. I think we'll get that later. I think they're gonna talk about it again later once they... Oh, yeah. Like, I'm anticipating we'll have another full science episode on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> gonna have a peer-reviewed study. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so she's like, oh, yeah, my baby, that's why I need to keep, be alive. But now we enter, like, the true torture. But before torture was, like, nothing compared to this torture, which is real torture. I liked, I I thought this was, ooh, I wonder if we're gonna pick the same line. You go first. I was gonna say, I really liked this line. I felt the pulse behind the fire raging now in my chest and realized that I'd found my heart again just in time to wish I never had. That was not the one I was going to pick. Are you going to read before <laughs> that? I almost read stuff before that. Um, I was going to pick the description, uncomfortable now, too hot, much, much too hot, like grabbing the wrong end of a curling iron. My automatic response I mean, was visceral. to drop the scorching thing in my arms. Yeah, like that um, is so yeah. visceral to me. Because really it's not touching the wrong end of curling iron, it's grabbing it. Like, mm-hmm. Right, and you're like, ah! And then, yeah, yeah, she's, she's going just, like, it. on fire for, like, <laughs> yeah. a long time. And I did think, so, like, so this is where we learn about the morphine thing, which also, I guess I hadn't realized that Edward had actually been able to give her morphine. I thought that, you know, he just, like, talked about it, and then they decided it was moot. No, because he was like, wait, <laughs> it hasn't kicked in yet, and then they're like, do okay, it anyway. Fair. So they were like, I think he gave it to her, but they were waiting for it to work and like i don't know if this really makes sense to me because like morphine is really just to like keep you from feeling something i don't like the way i don't know enough about the mechanics of how morphine works the way that she describes it here is that because she had morphine she wasn't able to like move or scream um so like i'm gonna google it maybe it's about the dosage because they gave her so much maybe like at first it doesn't it just like makes you that's not true feel because the pain, they do but say enough of it would i mean that, i like, do think it makes you like sleepy and right. i guess i could imagine like if your body you is give enough of it right like you're on depressants but you're in right. so much pain that like your brain is still active i mean and they do say that carlo had tried with emmett to give him morphine but the venom had burned ahead of it um so like essentially the morphine was like useless because they didn't give him enough quick enough yeah so maybe if you give her a shit ton right away which you know probably i feel like would just kill you but like if you're already on death's door and then you're given venom (laughs) then well and they gave her enough for the birth enough this uh i mean i don't know this little blurb says, conclusions, topical intrathecal morphine, I don't know what that is, administration resulted in temporary pelvic limb paralysis and loss of deep pain sensation. So if it can result in temporary pelvic limb paralysis, I would assume enough could paralyze other limbs as well. I don't know what pelvic, okay. like, is that yeah. just legs? I don't know. Pelvic is just your pelvic area. Yeah, but what is a pelvic limb? 
<laughs> like your I penis? Don't know. It sounds like a leg <laughs> to me. <laughs> Uh, and I was we so the four feet. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I was really mad at Bella for being like, um, well, they were talking about giving me morphine, <laughs> no. and since, like, because of James, Wait, I had a question. Yeah, so like here she says because I'd had morphine and venom together in my system, so I knew how this worked, and I was like, girlfriend, when Did they you gave her morphine after she got bitten by James. Okay, but the venom was already out of her system by then. No, they gave her morphine, I think, at, like, when they got there, and Carlisle's, like, stitching her head up, and, like, her leg is broken. I'm pretty sure she gets morphine Oh, yeah, because Carlisle starts to stitch her up, and then she's like, my hand! And they're like, yeah, we're gonna take care of that. And she's like, no, my hand. And they're like, oh, God. And then he sucks until he can taste the morphine. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Her That's blood right. tastes I clean. That. I can taste the morphine. A great line. So it was then. Right and she's like, <laughs> I know it's not life. going to work, but I didn't say anything because I didn't <laughs> want, I felt like if Edward thinks that it might be a little bit better because I have morphine, then I'm going to let him believe that. She's like, this is not the more time, likely Bella. to change me. This right. is like, I don't want to give him a time. reason to not want to change me. I mean, <laughs> At, at this what? point, um, I re- at this point in all their discussions too, especially like because they're talking about changing Bella in relation to right after she's given birth, like regardless, right? Um, and so I feel like you know whether or not you tell Edward that like oh actually morphine gives me this experience isn't gonna change whether or not he's gonna actually end up changing you. Maybe this conversation was before the birth situation. She says, actually, this is a good was. line. It seemed like a million deaths ago that we discussed it. A million They'd hoped deaths enough painkillers would help fight the pain of the venom. So maybe they discussed it before even the whole birth situation. I don't know why point, they would think the morphine would help this venom thing anyway. Like, the venom is, like, destroying your cells and recreating them. Like, right. And, like... Why would morphine do anything? <laughs> it's, them? like, recreating your body so how could something that's yeah. just like in your blood yeah do and shit it's, for you it's magical pain right <laughs> <laughs> like it's gonna happen oh right like it's just gonna hurt y'all so i do think this is very bella and like a little bit extra and yeah. like unnecessary that she does not scream or thrash i know during any of this like worst pain I... that's ever been imagined by so... a human ever so right so initially she can't scream and thrash even though she really really wants to because of the morphine but then there's a turning point where the morphine is like worn off but she is like has some space from the pain like she's able to like think around it instead of it being all consuming and she kind of like makes the decision to not display any signs of pain in order to save edward from seeing those displays of pain and her argument say, is that, I'm like, if I break the seal, I I won't be able to not <laughs> scream. So she, like, doesn't talk, doesn't say anything, doesn't Right, have she's it. just, like, completely inert here on yeah, the table. Yeah, because if she set, makes any move, then she won't be able to hold in the scream anymore. To the point that Edward thinks he's made a mistake in changing her, like, he's 
messed up the process somehow. I don't know how you could. Like, it's just you put venom in them, but whatever. Right, and her heart because is beating, he's like, so therefore it's working. Well, like, Bella's not moving or responding to us. We can't tell if she can hear us. Like, that doesn't seem normal. Uh, and I Carl mean, I, was like, I do yeah, think if I, I watched somebody changing into a vampire and they were making no noise, I might feel the same. Yeah, I'd be weirded what? out. I'd be like, well, I, I remember like, it being absolutely unbearable. Right. So, right. Um, Bella's just Carla, better Carla than Carla everyone. Like, well, maybe you just did it perfectly, Edward. You're so much better <laughs> than me. And Edward's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I kind of understood Bella's choice here. I know that she did it because she didn't want to cause Edward pain, which I don't understand. But... <laughs> She says, like, I knew all the stories. I knew that Carlisle had kept quiet enough to avoid discovery. I knew that, according to Rosalie, it did no good to scream. And I hoped that, you know, maybe I could be like Carlisle, blah, blah. I just kind of felt like, look, I'd be embarrassed. <laughs> I'd be embarrassed to be, like, out there screaming. Like, everybody can hear I... it. And it's going on for days when I know Carlisle could keep quiet. I think it's unrealistic that you could just choose to not, not to respond. To, like, the, to the depths that she describes this pain is that right. it's, like, just an inconceivable, like literally being right. burned alive by fire. You can't just choose not to, to scream. Like th at that point, it's just a bodily response to being in that much pain. I don't understand how this is a choice that she just can make because she's such a perfect, put together person. Like, I I might okay. cut this out, but like. What comes to mind is, like, I've literally had, like, poops uncomfortable enough that I couldn't <laughs> not <laughs> Also, I wanted to add that scientifically, according to the Mythbusters, it does help to scream when you're in pain. It does. It slightly distracts your brain, and, nice. like, swearing kind of works a little bit. Wait, do they even have brains? Who? What? Vampires. <laughs> yes, they have the best brains all that have ever existed. Organs, all of their organs are just replaced by That's the so spongy weird. material. So they have brains. They're just made of sponge. This also yeah. feels like something we might have made up. Did we make this up? No, like, this, this is definitely the true, guy. right? Oh. The, yeah, and because in Eclipse where Riley, not Riley, um, yeah, Riley is being pulled apart. Yeah. And it's just like he's like chunks. Like, he doesn't have right, organs no anymore. bones and stuff. Yeah, he's just chunks of, like, white stuff. <laughs> okay, what I just started thinking of, though, is, like, so obviously Bella has been on this, just on this table this whole time. And, like, previously she was, like, all cut open and, like, I'm sure some of her insides were outsides. But then they just start, like, biting her. And so then, like, I'm like, do, the, do her organs oh. and, like, does it just sort of, like... <laughs> I do think they like, kind I mean, they of get like sucked back inside, <laughs> and then I think like, they helped what? it along probably. Like I think they put, but probably nobody spent stuff. the time sewing her back up, right? Yeah, why would like, you? But like, so I'm just imagining like her body, like as she's just like laying on this table, just like coming back together in like reverse. She does feel her spine. 
heal, oh, yeah, she like knit back together, because heal. then she yeah. can feel the pain in the other half of her body also. Oh, yeah, and she's like, fuck. Wait, now it's worse. <laughs> God. So, you know, we just get continuous, like, Bella, the Saint Bella, the yeah, martyr. Yeah. She's who such is a perfect great person. in every way. And now yeah, she has so... been elevated to an even more perfect person now that she has given birth to a child. And right. after giving birth to a child and becoming a vampire, which for her are inextricably linked, she's more beautiful than ever before. <laughs> yeah. Alice is like, I mean, just look at her. She's going to be stunning. And Edward's like, she was always stunning. And Alice is like, yeah, okay, but look at her. <laughs> <laughs> Like, look with your vampire eyes. Yeah, like, <laughs> she looks good. <laughs> and I'm like, great, already. I'm just like, I can't handle, like, how perfect Bella is becoming in this, like, this chapter alone. <laughs> it's a lot. And then we get, like I said, we get the sort of, like, very convenient, like, Alice is like, oh, well, I can see her better now. And, like, she's probably going to Oh, yeah, I thought that the, the reasoning behind, like, that she said was stupid. And it's just, like, because I guess what I'm getting from this is that, like, because Renesmee was in her person bodily, Alice just couldn't see shit. And now that Renesmee is outside of her body, like, she can see everything fine. So, like, so her, so what she says is, um, I see vampires best because I am one. I see humans okay because I was one. But I can't see these odd half-breeds at all because they're nothing I've experienced before. And I was like, okay, but you see, like, in your visions, you see, like, a car hurtling towards you. Yeah, or, yeah. like, an Have elephant. you been in a car? Oh, my God, that's a great fucking like, point. <laughs> like, a, that doesn't, doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> like, you see animals. You see... Like, like arguably, you could see a vamp, a, a werewolf better than a human because they're more like you than humans are like it, you. It, it, she sees <laughs> the weather. Like she sees see the stock everything market, else, right? <laughs> Every intangible thing you can see. So, oh, this was bullshit. <laughs> but whatever. This is the reasoning that we have for why Alice wasn't able to see, you know, Bella and just tell them all, alive. like, yeah, she's gonna be fucking fine. Let her have the yeah, baby. Yeah, exactly. So now Alice is like, yeah, she's totally fine. Will be fine. In fact, she'll be beautiful. We could have gotten that way earlier but you well, know well then you fun. don't have a plot then you got no I tension guess. i guess <laughs> alice can now see bella down to the minute that she'll wake up yeah. edward's just like i'm just so worried about her and alice is like here at 4 45 <laughs> uh, she doesn't say it out loud so bella doesn't know how long yeah bella like. sa- bella this whole chapter she's like all right my hearing has gotten really good if everyone could just be a little more explicit about i right. really what is appreciate happening in that. space and time <laughs> like one where is my baby because she's not yeah. in this room <laughs> and yeah. nobody seems to be talking about the baby they do a tiny right? bit it's just like, like, hello, it's a vampire baby. Why is no one talking about it? Here's what we've got. Edward says, they'll sort it out. Carlisle says, an interesting situation, and I thought I'd seen just about everything. Edward responds, I'll deal with it later. We'll deal with it. Carlisle says, I'm sure between the five of us, we can keep it from turning into bloodshed. So as readers, we know 
because we've read this book before, that this is about the fact that Jacob has imprinted on Renesmee. Bella, blissfully mm. unaware. So she's like, what are you talking about? In fact, we do get, um, she can hear a baseball game. Apparently they're watching baseball. Okay, wait. The, the Mariners are up. Here. Okay, you're right that that's what about, <laughs> that's about. Edward says, I don't know which side to take. I'd love to flog them both. Right. I think that's Rosalie, Rosalie and Jacob. Rosalie and Jacob. Yeah, you must be right. I don't think he's like, I want to flog my they're infant talking about, baby like, <laughs> because <laughs> like they're they, she hears something about turns and i'm assuming it's who's get turned to hold renesmee like jacob's holding her and rosalie it's my turn now blah, blah, blah. and so i'm like i'm really getting the vibe uh, that rosalie yeah. and jacob are really at right. odds of like who gets to like be in charge of renesmee right, right. um yeah then bella wakes up and then, well, I liked the description of the, the venom is, like, sucking, like, leaching out from, well, right. I guess it's still in her because she is venom. But, like, it's the heat and the pain, like, stops from her limbs and then, like, retreats into her heart. Right. I found this very dramatic. It was a cool description. Yeah. I felt this weird, like, obviously you want her pain to be over, right? Um, but at the same mm -hmm. time, we are conditioned to think of a heart stopping as so horrible. Yes. And so I had this mm -hmm. sensation of, like, she talks about her heart speeding up, like, yeah. racing, like, helicopter blades. And my, my reaction was like, oh my god, I don't want it to stop. Yeah. Even though no. when it stops, she'll be better. Right. It was a weird reading it experience. It was cool. Yeah. I know. And I, like, also I'd never really thought about it, but I was like, no. oh, yeah, it makes sense that the heart is, like, the last thing to go because the heart needs to pump the venom right. to your body. So, right. like, I don't know. I guess I just said always this, like, I don't know when, at what point the heart stops had, like, never, yeah, never crossed my mind. And so, like, it was really cool to be, like, oh, the, like, moment in which it's, like, final is just, like, when her heart actually stops. And you're like, oh, oh no! It's very dramatic. And then it, she opens her eyes, and you're like, OMG! <laughs> it really makes me want to keep reading. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, so that is the chapter, I guess. Bella's a vampire now. Bella's a vampire. She did it. She did it. She survived. It took three and a half books, but <laughs> our girl did it. We're only on. She page had a baby before it happened. <laughs> Yeah, we're, like, almost exactly halfway through. Oh my <laughs> it's God. absurd. Maybe more. Oh, it's hard to tell. This spine is broken very soon. I can't I'm tell almost, because I haven't eaten. I'm almost to I the spine I think it's a little break. more than half. My, my phone says it's 49%. <gasps> Whoa. All right, guys, All right, I don't, worst sentence. I don't know what my worst is going to be, but I have a best. Okay. Um, uh, she's talking about Edward and how she has to stay alive for him. My life and his were twisted into a single strand. Cut one and you cut both. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's such like It a... was a really nice reminder that like this whole series was like about them. And, like, yeah, it's a love story. <laughs> yeah. We've gotten away from the romance, but like, exactly. yeah, it's about their relationship. Exactly. I, yeah, I really liked that part. Okay, my worst is maybe uh, Renesmee smiling, or, <laughs> or maybe this part. 
the light oh this is like right when renesme has been pulled out of her the light danced shattering off edward's crystal hands the sparkles were tinged with red with the blood that covered his skin aren't they like in the fluorescent indoor lighting Yes. Yeah. Why is he sparkling indoors? That's like the whole basis of this entire mythology is that they do not sparkle <laughs> in fluorescent lighting. Maybe the venom like goes to your eyeballs first. Like, <laughs> special vampire eyes. <laughs> we already read some good bests too. I know. I really liked that I was so lost inside my own body line. Me too. Me too. Okay, I'm just going to go again. I found my worst. It's actually a couple of sentences. Uh, I'll read two paragraphs. Uh, This is when she's talking about other pains that she has experienced. James snapping my leg under his foot. That was nothing. That was a soft place to rest on a feather bed. I'd take that now a hundred times. A hundred snaps. I'd take it and be grateful. The baby kicking my ribs apart, breaking her way through me piece by piece. That was nothing. That was floating in a pool of cool water. I'd take it a thousand times. Take it and be grateful. Um, I just didn't really like the, the repetition of take it and be grateful. And I felt like if you were going to do it, maybe three times would be better. But also, yeah, it would have been too true. many. Yeah. It just... I don't know. Just the, the echo there. It it's was re- obviously intentional, but it's, it's my worst. Right. I didn't like it. It's really hard to pinpoint which of these descriptions work and which of them don't and why. Like, right. I can't quantify yeah. which ones are working. We we read a bunch of my best descriptions already, I think. Oh, wait, no, I have a different worst. (laughs) Different worst. Oh, my God, yes, please. Uh, So she's counting the passage of time by Edward breathing. So I listened to Edward's breathing again, counting the seconds. 21,917 and a half seconds later, the pain changed. I'm sorry, you you didn't lose track at all in all of that. (laughs) At no point did you hear anything else. That you were like, oh, well, now I listen to them talk about the game for a second, and now I'm going back. I'll start counting again. Doesn't she already have a vampire brain? She can do eight things at once already, even though she's also in excruciating pain. Yeah, it's forming, but I was, it was just, (laughs) I mean, it's the same as Edward being like, and I can hear this specific (laughs) kind of cricket and chirp. It's too much, (laughs) and we're in for a lot more of it. I already read this. This is my best. I'd found my heart again just in time to wish I never had. It's a good one. Yeah, that's nice. I don't know. I haven't read a best or worst. I don't know. (laughs) It's all a blur. Just like the pain. Just like the pain. (laughs) Um, I'll go with the one I already read for my best where she was so lost in herself. Um, but as far as worst, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was because I thought it was stupid. Uh, <laughs> it was just my baby, my little nudger. And I was like, what? Well, that would have made like, sense if we'd been your bones. <laughs> if we'd been in Bella's head this she whole time, more than nudger. I would have remembered her being her little nudger. It was just so long ago. But I was like, she surpassed nudging. She literally broke you in half. <laughs> oh, I feel like that's nudger. kind of the Jacob perspective of like, why is Bella so excited about this demon creature? <laughs> My little nudger just broke another one of my ribs. Oh, cutie pie. (laughs) My little nudger bit me on the tit so hard I bled and had me ripped from my body. Yeah, she wasn't very upset about that. It was just so. Nudgers will nudge. Nudgers will nudge. (laughs) I feel like. Bella in that moment maybe doesn't understand what has happened. No, I don't think she does. She's in so. Like, she's just like, oh, it hurts. Yeah. Right. Still hurts. Used to hurt. It's gonna hurt forever. Yeah. But now she's a vampire. We did it. Yay! Email us with was better than Jacob's all Jacob's chapters. So yeah, by far. Pain descriptions. (laughs) (laughs) Email us with questions or comments at twilightphasepodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the pod, check out patreon.com/twilightphasepodcast and join our lovely patrons. Melina, Bridget, Karen, Ed, Laura, Andrea, Limi, Melissa, Chance, King's Gambit, Miriam, Rachel, Olivia, Sabine, Hannah, Fideo, Linguini, Aaron, Grace, Maddie, and Madeline. Wow! You can follow Welcome. us at Twilight underscore Phase on Twitter and Instagram and Twilight Phase Podcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight Universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Marm. Maya Marlette, cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. We'll be back next week, and if you don't like it, you can bite me. <laughs> Should I bite myself? <laughs> yeah, if we don't like it. If we don't like it. Bye! <laughs>